The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock main cast. On this week's main cast, we'll be talking about Sheffield United. We'll be looking at Kitgate. We'll be looking at Man City and the three blockbuster games that we've got coming up in April. And there'll be Stats. He's back with Get Your Stats Out for the Lads. And Nick Hodgson is our guest this week, ex-Kaiser Chief. But first, we've been away for a little while, one week. We had a week off, so the fortnight began with Calvin Phillips playing more minutes for England than any other player as Northern workhorses pulling our way again. While KP's passing and movement was fairly progressive, Football Twitter's reaction was the opposite and that it wasn't so fair or progressive. And Olilito came runner-up in the E Premier League, which is important to young people. Speaking of young people... When he said talking of young people, I thought you were going to say he's banning you one for a minute. I was getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of young people, Max Dean signed his first professional contract. While Joe Gelhart was nominated for Premier League Two Player of the Month award after four goals and one assist in three starts. Elsewhere, Alfie McCalmont makes it into two League Two Team of the Weeks. Leeds crashed out of the FA Youth Cup, but the under-18s came back from 3-1 down to beat Derby 4-3, giving us flashbacks of 1997. And the under-23s could win the league without kicking a ball on Friday. Catch our youth pod for more on the academy. And just when you didn't think he could sink any lower, Hecking Bottom was sent back down south as Leeds beat Sheffield United in a 2-1 win, with Roberts being a decent handful for Baldock all day. <laughs> it was a victory, which, if not completely comfortable, felt assured, and did the memories of Peter, Chris and Kev justice. While details of the 2021-22 kit have been leaked by footy headlines, all white home kit with yellow stripes instead of blue seems to be what we'll be getting. And for the third, well, let's just say... I hope you like purple. <laughs> and there is a blockbuster trilogy on the horizon as we play Man City, Liverpool and Scum in the next three. It's a run of games we've been excited for since the fixtures were released. And there has been no better time to get all four new signings on the pitch at the same time, even if it only was for three minutes. And even Adam Forshaw has returned to training for these games. Where was he when we were shit, eh? <laughs> all coming out of the woodwork now, aren't they? <laughs> and in non-Leeds-related news, Arsene Wenger's offside rule will be trialled in China. If any part of your body which you can score with is in line with a defender, uh, then you're onside. So that's us trying to search for a Chinese stream then. Watch some decent football. And fans will be allowed back for an FA Cup semi-final. To be honest, we've forgotten there was anything past the third round. <laughs> uh, so that was your fortnight then. Um, my name's Adonis and you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. Joining us to discuss all of this and more is Barney underscore 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 21. Now then, mate, you all right? 
I'm very well, thank you, Barney. And I trust you are the same. I Um, am very well, thank you. Excellent. And Machiavelli, the gangster of uh, deception. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting more... It's just deviant and you know con- contrived every week. Hello there, everybody. Are you okay. You and at you and Metcalf. Yeah, that's me. Right here then. Only one place to start. Paul Hickingbottom. <laughs> at the at, at the bottom. Let's start at the bottom. <laughs> right, and work our way to the middle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, what can you say? I mean, great result. I didn't think we were ever in doubt of winning that game. Um, Really short performance. I thought we were light years ahead of them. If you look at the game we played against them in September, August, September, right at the start of the season, you could just look how much we've come on and how much they've potentially gone backwards. Even though it was 2-1, it could have finished the draw. They had a few chances at the end. I thought the way that we sort of dominated them, physically bullied them a bit, it could easily have been 4 or 5-1, couldn't it, um, the game itself. Heckingbottom's just one of them. He's just a, a typical bitter British manager who tried to make all kind of you know <laughs> comments about Brewster's Brewster's shot could have made you know they had a shot that was nearly on target. Great, um, <laughs> you know <laughs> Tyler Roberts. He's no wonder a good manager. He can't fucking see Tyler Roberts' um, need his player in the head, which he didn't. Uh, never mentioned the fact that the kid should have been sent off. Why was his head there? Yeah, because <laughs> he was because he was lunging two footed out of control into our fucking our Tyler. Ah, right. So yeah, yeah. yeah just ah, oh, just I can't listen to people like that because you can just see how their careers are going to pan out. He's just going to be sort of underachieving, mediocre, trying to make up for it in TV interviews where he makes out it's everybody else's fault and he should have done better. But I thought overall, you know, Leeds were comfortable. It should have been four or five easily. And I think we, we're obviously moving in the right direction and they're, they're going the opposite way, which I've got no love for Sheffield United. Good, fuck them. Back down in Championship. Well, hopefully, they won't, hopefully, hopefully they won't even get a Sheffield derby to you know keep them happy because Wednesday will be in League One. <laughs> and em- everyone's a winner. Hey. Everyone's a winner, baby. That's the truth. That, li- that little city down near London that really don't like us for some reason can get on with themselves and get back to some real rivalries can't they sounds about right um barney you and i were on the match review Mm. um so if anyone wants to check that out i'll put a card up it'll be here um so shall we move on or did you find anything out did you have any more thoughts about yeah there was there was one comment he said in the interview wasn't there he said that the reason why Leeds were bringing on subs is because they, they couldn't manage our, our tackling or something like that. I just thought, that's just typical hecking, but doesn't have a fucking clue what he's on about. Just, it's, I just, he's a dick, isn't he? He's a dick. That's it. That's my that's like my insight to it. Right. Ref, couldn't handle his tackling. Rafina sat half his team on, on their ass throughout the game. Yeah. Um, just with his pure body, his movement and his balance, just sitting people down. Or get us a, get us a packet of crisps on your way back from the shop, mate. Um, you know, put, put some salt on mine, kid. You know, There's a just... scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he's trying to get back to his car. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it was quite funny as well. Where, I mean, our players look so thin and so toned and their players just look like Sunday league players just really small and 
squat and just massive, just like and ugly like, as well. Yeah, ugly. ugly. Just look, yeah. they look like a championship side, don't they? Where they belong in the bottom three. And probably the, to be honest, I think they'll get relegated um, next season anyway because they'll be skint and everyone's sold and uh, they're having to pay um, Ollie McBurney's massive wage in the championship. Lovely stuff. Yeah, what is it? It'll be like South Yorkshire Amateur Division League Two or something, would it? Mm. And and they'll finally have found their level. Okay, um, Kitgate then. <coughs> <laughs> Barney, I'll let you start while I <laughs> Let's start with... try, try to compose myself. <laughs> Barney? And uh, us Leeds fans are real traditionalists with our kits and how we want our kits. It should be white and yellow or blue. But times have changed. And in the Premier League, unfortunately, a lot of people will end up supporting the club in the Premier League because they've got a decent kit. So the third, if, they, if that's going to be the, the um, third kit, the lilac colour... So be it. It's, we're still going to hopefully have a traditional white, yellow, blue kit for home and away. I mean, I, I, I'm i the one who bought the maroon kit this season because I thought it's a little bit different. The only one. <laughs> well, <laughs> last season, the grey one, everyone thought thought that was shit. Ended up being the top-selling shirt mm. in history. And also, it's got... I think also as well, kits have got a memory as well. So obviously, last season, Pablo scored that goal against Swansea, taking that grey kit off as well. So a lot a lot of times the, the, the kits are linked to some sort of memory as well. So, mm. Are you making stats up again? That was the greatest selling shirt in history. It was, <laughs> in Leeds history. Was it really? Yeah, it was, yeah. I know, I know it was a good seller, but that's 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 astounding. Oh, um, start <laughs> guys. I'll wait, I'll wait for stats to come on. I'll ask him that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, go on. Have you finished? Yeah. <laughs> Good, right. <laughs> then I'll begin. <laughs> so I go back to um, say. Yeah, you go put a kettle yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, I, might, I may be some time. <laughs> Christ, this is listen, going to be an edit. Listen, no, it won't. I've got, I've got two stools of thought on this, right? Am I Leeds United, Angus Kinnear and Adidas's did you, sorry, target? Or, sorry, did you say sorry, stools of thought? Schools of oh, thought. schools of thought. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm in between two stools or a school of thought. <laughs> I know it's I know it's Barney. I don't want to bring. I've got to bring it up now. You've done it right. But Barney the other week said um, we went head to toe with him, and I always thought it was either head to, head to head. Yeah, or toe, or to toe. Toe, toe. yeah. Head, to toe. head to toes. Head to toes when you sleep in a bed with somebody, and it's really small bed, and you have to go top and tail. Got all sixty nine on it. <laughs> yeah, you knew what was on his mind. He was sixty nine all the way, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's looking at that shirt behind you thinking, 69. Yeah. Head, head, to, head to toe. Barney's sexy contributions. Trademark. Yes. There you go. He slips, <laughs> slips, he slips one in there. I'm excited now. Look, he slips one in every week. There you go. Um, okay, Ewan. Kitgate. Sorry. Kitgate. Um, I digress. Only because I don't want to get to this. Am I Leeds United's target audience for kits? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> does Ang- does Angus Kinnear, Leeds United, and Adidas care about what I think? No, this is very clear. Um, do I think a concept kit's a good idea? Yes. Do I believe that you could have a concept kit that tipped its hat to tradition and to some of the colourways or schemes that we've had before? Yeah, I do. If they want to go mental and do a bloody maroon or burgundy or merlot kit or a lilac or whatever it is, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, 
pink and green, whatever. Do what you want, but fucking make the first kit proper. You know, that new, that the one that's leaked, whether it's real or not, yellow, the one with the yellow, why yellow stripes on a white kit? I mean, come on. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna completely throw tradition in the bin on the third kit, at least make the first two bloody brilliant and really traditional. You know, just plain white. You know, not yellow stripes on the fucking shoulder, epaulette on the shoulder. It's like, no, you're, you're all right, thanks. Um, and again, even if you're gonna do a concept kit, lilac. No fucker looks good in lilac. <laughs> Nobody. Not even Prince looked good in lilac. Exactly. In Vivian Westwood can't get away with lilac. I mean, <laughs> come on. I think you I know. could do it. I've got quite dark colouring, so I think I'll, I th- I could uh, pull it off quite easily. You're but not darker actually, than Prince, actually... Barney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I think, I think <laughs> Prince was a bit darker than you. There's actually a thing where you can actually, it's what you call colourise. So you get you know what your colours are. So you, there's a website where you put your colours in, what colour skin you've got on your eyes and stuff like that. And then it'll tell you what colours would go best with you. Somebody's earning a pretty penny off that. They're fucking, they're fucking laughing all the way to the bank there. Yeah, I did it. It came out all black. <laughs> Apparently it's slimming and uh, I wear black on the outside because black is how I feel on the inside. <laughs> I'll tell you what I would have liked. White, Go on. white stripes. White on white. All white. Just Yeah, no stripes. White fine. Just plain. Just plain. Well, that would have looked cool. A nice navy, you know, mm. something navy like the the yellow and you know the sort of I always think of it as like Brian Dean sort of um, the green and blue stripes that we've had this year, or the yellow and uh, blue stripes that we had many moons ago. Not Noel Whelan time. I'm trying to think of a player that sort of stood out in that kit. Um, Brian Dean, yeah, Brian Dean again. That he must have really liked Brian Dean. Must have done that color check, Barney, and they turned out they all <laughs> suited him. Um, I bet he don't look good in lilac. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't go with his it goes with his eyes Brian um, but yeah I just don't get it I, I think there's loads of other things you could do you know go mad with the patterns even that burgundy kit the the, the bloody pixelated pattern on the backing of it's shit so it's mm-hmm. like just, just always seem to have to go one step too far in my book so I'm never going to be a fan. Do they care? No. Have I, have I bought a top for years? No, I don't never buy tops. I buy shorts and socks to play a five-a-side in. I can't remember the last time I bought a top. My 30th birthday, somebody bought me one with 30 on the back of it. Um, wore it twice. I just don't wear top tops are for players so and, and for kids. And they're the people who are aiming it out of the kids and new new fans and people who don't really care about tradition, I don't imagine. They just, you know, I like that kit. It looks good. Um so I've just wasted five minutes of your life. You'll never get back talking about it. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck what I think. I'm not, I'm not taking into account. And I'm you and Metcalf and, and, and fuck this. I fucking hate podcasts pleasure. as well. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you into a little secret though. I actually bought that bus seat shirt as well. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought, I actually quite like that one. You're just fucking encouraging them, Barney. That's the problem. <laughs> people like you, if you stopped buying them, they'd make a decent kit everybody could love. Um, <laughs> but my kids have got them all. My kids have got the bus seat. They've got the... Um, I love, I'll tell you the one I really liked recently. I love the the green and blue stripe from this year. Superb. I mean, both mm. the kids have got that. But you know, they did season before, promotion season, um, the light blue. Mm. 
Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, so I'm not like just against any kit that's not white, yellow, you know, dark blue or yellow, but I really love that kit. Mm. So it's just horses for courses. But my kids have got them all, Barney, and that's the thing there, the audience that that concept kit will be aimed at. But mm. even a mad sort of Ralph Lauren camouflage job, like I'm scouting, you know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be it's all right, getting, actually. Yeah, get one of them boys on. Yeah, why not? With some white stripes. Some white stripes on it. You know, I don't know. Get it on, yeah. Why not? It's like those, uh, it's like those two stripe shirts you used to get off, um, Otley Market that used to be tried to be, um, try to be Adidas, something yeah. like that, something <laughs> a bit different. The, the LA Ice, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of that dog as well on the front smoking like a spliff. What was that? Do you remember that? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> must have been just me. <laughs> It's you people with a bloody bloodline to Otley. Go to the Otley market and find this shit. Captain Value. <laughs> That's all, yeah. Great place, Captain Value. In fact, the Nick, remember the Nike Cagoule? It was all the rage when I was at school. It was about 12 or 13, the Nike sort of jacket with the hood, and it was like a Cagoule. It was all the rage, like early 80s. And my mate came to school. He was from uh, not so um, sort of nice part of Leeds. And he, oh, we all had him. I had one in grey and dark grey and light grey top and then light blue and dark blue <clears throat> and he come with it and he's like oh swaggered into school I was like oh right right and it saw straight away as soon as he got close it had nicks written on it <laughs> it, was a, it was a it was a nicks cagoule it's like oh bless bless you man yeah poppers they were the ones poppers. there's a there's a tracky pants with pop with poppers all the way down and they're, um, they're back in as well I've actually saw someone the other day wearing them and I said go. to my wife, I said, "Do you remember those poppers?" She just looked at me like they were like they were the rage. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With your Tamagotchi, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You used to get like so, fake Oakleys as well from Greece when you were on holiday, and yeah, yeah. Those were the days, weren't they? God, can tell you can tell you a lot younger than me. Tamagotchi. Yeah, well, I remember. I remember when shell suits first came out, mm. and. Uh, well, I was going on a, a Cub Scouts trip and underneath the, the letter saying what you can bring, it said, please do not bring your shell suit. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you went anywhere near a flame, you'd be up straight away, wouldn't you? Literally wow. up. We should have had more shell suits in the second division then. We'd, we'd have been up straight away. <laughs> hey, not not knock on the door, here comes uh, Stats. Evening. All right, stats. That's stats. I am. I've got my headphones statsy, in. Statsy, statsy, statsy. <laughs> I can hear you loud and clear. I've got my mic. Is that your way of um, telling me to shut up? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, do such a thing? I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> Beard's grown back. Yeah, very nice. It's an astonishing beard. That why didn't you just transplant some of that onto my head? <laughs> Do you need it, Ewan? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need grows that, I grows that quick, I'd be laughing. Stats Hair Studio. Something mm. like that. Were you Chris? I thought you were christened Stats. Is your name Andrew Dalton? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely thought your first name was Stats. Yeah, I'll change it by default. I'll yeah. change it by default. Get that. You can you could put that as your middle name, I Andrew Stats Dalton. You can call you. Call your firstborn stats. Say again. Stats Dalton. Stats Dalton. Yeah. Sounds oh, good. It's got a ring to it. Yes. I'm second one in the family because my sister's firstborn. 
Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. All right, stats. Um, yes. Paul Heckingbottom's Sheffield United trademark. <laughs> Two one. You got yes. some stats for that? Uh, well, before I start with the stats, I had to laugh at his comment that he said that we're trying to make subs to unsettle us. Right. Come on, Paul. Yeah. You've been in, you've been in the game long enough, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, the stats that I came up with it was our sixth. Phil Dagielka scored our six thousand nine hundredth goal uh, in all competitions. There's you're uh, sixty nine again, Barney. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Who I go there? Sixty nine. Uh, uh, what else did I come up with? Uh, it was also. And you'll like this, Marcelo Bielsa's Bielsa's 69th victory as Leeds United head coach. Wow. Another 69, Barry. Head to toe. I can't believe it. We've just read the tea leaves before we came on here. We've just done a big piece on 69. Oh, there you go. Uh, Wow. And finally... Choose your words there, Ewan. (laughs) You know me, I don't. Straight in there. (laughs) Phil Phil Jagielka who scored the own goal. It was our first own goal in the Premier League at Allen Road is William Gallas uh, back in December 2002 when Leeds beat Chelsea by two goals to nil on a day that James Milner got the Whites' first goal. William Gallas. There's yeah. a name I haven't heard. Yeah. yeah. In so that lifetime. was the Sheffield United Stats Review. Okay, very nice. When was the last time we did a double over Sheffield United stats? Uh, one ninety two, we won the league. Of course, yeah. When we were 4-3 at Allen Road in a game we were 4-0 up in cruising. Yeah. Uh, and then that famous, famous day on April 26th, 92, at <coughs> Bramall Lane when uh, we won 3-2, Brian Gale. Uh, incidentally, another own goal. Another own goal. Yeah, another own goal. Another own goal. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Good segue. And Liverpool did us a huge favour by beating that lot. At uh, Anfield, and the rest, as they say, is history. It was an interesting move that that one from Brian Gale. Um, yes, it was, it was a bit. You know what? Yeboah versus Wimbledon before yeah. the strike. It was a yeah. bit <laughs> like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He, he let he knees it up. He yeah. shot keep it, it up and then he heads it past. Sadly, Mel Reeves is, is no longer with us. He, he passed away from cancer age, only twenty six. Was in golf, Sheffield United oh, that God. day. Uh, but yeah, crazy, crazy game, and there were deflections everywhere. You look at Lee Chapman's own goal that day at Bramall Lane. John Pemberton, obviously, soon to join Leeds, uh, shot uh, from from a corner, and Chappie Davids into his own net. Just a bonkers day and a bonkers season that that ended up in in triumph for Howard Wilkinson's Leeds. And I will come to one of the stats uh, for the Manchester City game uh, regarding that season very shortly. Okay, um, very briefly, stats. What's your opinion on the? On a lilac kit. Do you know what? And I was, I was talking to Emma about this. Emma loves the colour purple. Mm. I think it'll grow on me. I think... What, the, the film? Hey! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't go there. Not the, not the kit. <laughs> not the Surely kit. not, the, not kit. the kit. I think the point of a third kit is when the home and away kit clashes. Although this year we have worn the, the third kit, uh, the... Burgundy on maroon kit a few times. So, yeah, I want to see a yellow away kit because we're traditionalists. Legion United's colours are white, yellow and blue. So, yeah, I think it'll grow me if that is supposed to be the kit. I don't know how many times I wear it, how many times it'll, the white and uh, the white home shirt and the whatever colour the away shirt will clash, but it's there to do a job as a third kit and I'll, I will bring out some third kit stats as and when it is, uh, is released uh, uh, 
whenever it's released, basically. It is there to do a job stats, and I'm starting to wonder if it's to piss me right off. <laughs> You're not a fan, you? not a fan. <laughs> no, mate, not, not at all. He said, look, third kit's just there because they need a third kit, and mm. uh, as I say, see how many times this get, uh, gets worn. Like the yellow and blue shirt, I think if you remember, that made his debut at West Brom a couple of seasons ago wasn't worn on that many occasions. But then, then again, the bus driver's kit, or whatever you want to call it, that season, which wasn't, didn't go down too well, wasn't worn that often either. So it's just there if there's a third clash. But what seems to me about the kits is that in 16-17, I think, I don't know if Gary Monk actually said this, if you remember the all yellow away shirt, we hardly wore it as a full kit combo. I think we wore it three times at QPR when we lost on the end of the season 3-0, 2-0 we lost at Brighton, and then on the final day of the season at Wigan. So Gary Monk must have had this thing where he didn't like that all yellow kit. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see... Uh, what the reaction is, if it is to be bought out, really. Fair enough. And on to Man City, then. The yes. first of a, a, a blockbuster trilogy. Yes, a trilogy. Games. Yes. Yes, and uh, I'll start, and I'll get this one out of the way, I just said this on social media. On Saturday, there's a big horse race taking place. It is the Grand National. Now, the last time Leeds United met Manchester City on the same Saturday away from home on the Grand National was April the 4th, 1992. Uh, party politics on the Grand National. And it looked like Leeds United had fallen at the final furlong. Uh, please excuse the puns. Uh, I know they're terrible. <laughs> uh, with a 4-0 <coughs> defeat at Main Road uh, from goals from uh, Andy Hill, uh, I think I was Andy Hill, Mike Sharon, Niall Quinn, and Mark Brennan. And it looked like then that the title had gone. Uh, but thankfully, the team from the other side of Manchester blew up completely. Uh, I remember them, I think they lost three games in a week. I think they lost to Nottingham Forest 2 1 at uh, Old Trafford. I think Scott Gemmell scored. They then lost 1 0 at West Ham. Kenny Brown scored. Uh, and they lost to Anfield when uh, Matt Walter scored the second and obviously handed Leeds a title. So if Leeds were to lose 4 0, then well, they're not going to win the title. But uh, yeah, that's uh, one to get out of the way very early on. Okay. Any other stats for Man yes, City? Yes, uh, I've, uh, I've come up with a few. Uh, Liam Cooper and Stuart Dallas are now tied on 221 appearances uh, for the club. Uh, I have just tweeted wow. that Coops has captained the side 170 times, which is out- outstanding, to tell you mm. the truth. I think only five players have, have captained the side more. Trevor really? Uh, Billy Bremner has, uh, Jim Baker has, Gary McAllister has. Uh, so there's some uh, real big names uh, in there, Billy, of course, as well, uh, on top of that list. Radaby so, yeah, near there, or? Say again? Strachan, Radaby? Strachan's actually sixth uh, okay. in the list, because Strachan was captain. He wasn't on the field captain at the mm. start of the 92-93 season. Gary McAllister took over the yeah. captaincy, because Leeds obviously bought David Rocastle, uh, God rest his soul, uh, obviously, it came up to the 20th anniversary uh, the other week of his, his sad passing. And, and McAllister took on the on, on-field duties and took on the captaincy when even when Strachan was playing. So, yeah, some real uh, big names in there. And should either Liam Cooper uh, and Stuart Dalzell expect them both to play, they will move on to 222 appearances, just outside the top 50 and level with, with Joe Jordan. Uh, the Yorkshire Perlow, Calvin Phillips, is on 204 appearances for the club. Uh, he needs one more to move on to 205 appearances, and that'll put him 61st in the, the all-time list of Leeds United appearance makers. It's amazing, all these players, the longevity they've had, 
at the club, at the one club to, to make so many appearances together. Uh, Rodrigo, who scored Leeds goal against Manchester City, Alan Rowan, and what was a brilliant performance still in the second half of that game. If he was to score at the Etihad, he will join Matt Viduka, Brian Dean, Alan Clark, Pete Lorimer and Arthur Buckley, uh, named there from the past, to score in both games against Manchester City. Uh, we'll also be looking to make it unbeaten in the Premier League over two games against Man City in 93-4. We drew one all on the open day of the season. Brandine scored and won 3-2 at Allen Road. Brandine scored the winner. Uh, 94-5 uh, in a game. No, Whelan scored both goals at Allen Road and drew 0-0 uh, at Main Road. And funnily enough, in 0-3-4, when we got relegated, we, we drew one all at uh, the Etihad in our first ever visit there. And what was strange about that game is Eddie Gray was in charge, he was caretaker, was actually at a family wedding that day. So Kevin Blackwell took charge and he was caretaker to the caretaker. So we drew one all at the Etihad and we won 2-1 at Ellen Road. Stephen McPhail and Matt Viduka scored. And the thing with that game was that it was Gerald Krasner's first game in charge as Leeds United chairman. Oh. Finally, the last Let's one... Let's not remind ourselves. Oh, yes, God. absolutely. Uh, you have to go back to 2014-15 to find the last time Leeds visited a side who were league leaders at the time. And I'll take this after 10 games because that's when the league table can take shape. For the last time Leeds won at the league leaders after 10 games, that was Middlesbrough. And that was a 1-0 victory in February 2015. Alex Mowat scored. And that day, Marcus Silvestri had one hell of a game to keep Middlesbrough at bay. So, yeah, plenty to work on. Uh, it'll be a tough game for the Whites. I know City are playing in the Champions League this week against uh, Dortmund. So you say that the rest half a team are still an unbelievable second team out. So it'll be a tough game, but it's one that Leeds can go down and enjoy. All right. So that's and just enough time for what's your thing? What's my thing? Now, by the time this, this will, uh, will go out, my wonderful mother, hello, mother, uh, will be celebrating her 65th birthday. So, uh, thank, thankfully... Now Happy I'm... birthday, Stats, Mum! Happy <laughs> birthday, Stats, Mum! <laughs> so, well, we're, we're thankfully restricted to visa. We can, I can go and see and sit in the garden, providing the weather's nice. So, yeah, looking forward to celebrating with the family. Uh, and yeah, and also it's of course a Grand National. Please gamble responsibly, or please don't gamble at all, whichever you prefer. Uh, it's it's strange the Grand National this year because it's one of those big sporting events, especially once you get the fans involved uh, at Aintree. It's always been something I wanted to go to just to say I've been there. You get everybody involved. Now this year is very different because there's no crowds on street sporting events, but it's always a highlight of uh, of the sporting calendar for me as well. So yeah. Have you That's seen the photos of very rich people passed out in the middle of a muddy field? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to go to that stuff. <laughs> it's like it's funny because I want to do that. I want to go to Silverstone and I want to go to Monaco Grand Prix. Mm. Just to say, I've done that. I've been to Wimbledon, which is unbelievable. Uh, I've been to the Crucible, which is, is is really good atmosphere, and it's just kind of. And I've done the, the open the open golf at Limston Sands. So to to try and get to the Grand National across the fortune one day uh, would be just a tick list, really. Okay. So if, you want to, if, you, if you want to see really rich people pass that in a muddy field, just got a Harrogate stats. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> You're not wrong, buddy. You're not wrong. Get yourself on stray when the uh, outside drinking starts. You know. Oh yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> You know, All right, mate. Super. So only one thing left to say. Stash all, folks. Stash all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cheers, Stats. Many happy Stay returns low. to me. See you soon, Many mate. happy returns to your mum, mate. Many happy returns to your mum, mate. Thank you. Take care. Cheers, man. Okay.
Brilliant. Stats, there he was. It's hard to take how many, how he remembers it all. Is a pure miracle because mm. it's hard to just take it all in when you're listening to him, never mind, know it all and memorise it, you know, bit by bit. I'll tell you what I've got to say, Cooper, amazing. Who would have thought in the early stages of his career at Leeds, I knew I was really friendly with, with a guy at Chesterfield, quite a guy who's been there for years and rated him when he came from Chesterfield and told me about all the sell-on clauses he had before. He won't be going for any more money because he's not that good and, you know, da-da-da. And, and I wasn't being disrespectful, just what I saw on the pitch week to week. Who would have thought then that we'd have a player, a captain, a leader and a kind of um, a player that's gone on to get, what did he say, fifth most? Fifth most um, as, ca- cap- yeah, captain, as captain. Yeah. Appearances as captain. I mean, incredible. What? What? That's a testament to the lad, isn't it, that he's come on that that much and, and just continue to learn and progress and not listen to the people who groaned every time he got the ball and made a mistake at Ellen Road. You know, he's just, he's, he's risen up above it, hasn't he? And he's excelled under Bielsa, probably more than anybody else, I would probably say. Yep. Um, another player written off by a large portion of the fan base that has um, proved all of his critics wrong. Okay, um, we now have another knock, knock, knock on the door and it's... Nick Hodgson. Hello, hello. Hi, mate. Hi, hey, Nick. mate. How are you doing? Good, mate. Very good. Um, so Nick was part of the Kaiser Chiefs from 2003 to 2012, drummer and main backing vocalist. Yeah. And now you're, you're, you've been flying free as a bird solo ever since. Oh, no, no, I don't do solo very often. Solo is a, what is, I don't know, it's just a little... Uh, Know, a little side thing. Okay. We've all got one of them, Nick, don't we? Yeah. yeah. We're not allowed to talk about ours like but... Don't tell the wife. <laughs> How are you all, chaps? Bloody marvellous, thanks. Great. Very good. I'm I'm fantastic. I'm alive. Another day on beautiful planet Earth. Yeah. It's been snowing here. Where are you, Nick? Where I'm in London. Based? London. Oh, okay. I live in Arsenal territory, so for my goal of the season is to uh, beat, uh, to finish above Arsenal. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's all I want. Right. <laughs> and it's amazing that I can actually uh, say that and think, yeah, of course I can. <laughs> <laughs> How have you experienced the season so far? What do you um, think of Leeds back in the Premier League? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's just magnificent. And it, I always... Um, Something well, not always, but every so often, I think to myself, uh, I'll have a look at the championship table and just think, oh, we'd have to do that. <laughs> I used to spend hours like looking at the table, working out how we might go up, what might happen if this happens and that happens, and uh, it's such a brilliant thing. I mean, sometimes if you ever think you're bored of the Premier League, just have a look at the championship and just think we could be playing Rotherham next week. Yeah, it's especially this season when you look at the championship table and some other teams that. Are- we thought were our massive rivals and really struggling. And then there's, it looks like Brentford are going to go into the playoffs again and they're never winning the playoffs, which Mm -hmm. is a marvellous thing to see as well. I actually want Pontus to get into the Premier League for some reason. That's what I want. Don't ask me why. Well, I mean, because I like... I look look at the Championship a lot, Nick, but it's just to laugh at Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday and Derby a lot. Yeah. And then it's going to be Sheffield United as well. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) I mean, speaking of the Championship, what a difference it is. Um, from mm. the Easter we had a couple mm. of seasons ago, that was stuff of nightmares. Talking about so, 
looking at clubs and what could have happened. Wigan going down to 10 meadows, getting a penalty and <laughs> still losing. Sometimes I think I miss the um, the peril of previous seasons because like, I was watching the game on um, Saturday and I was a bit like, I'm, I'm almost half, like not half watching it, but I'm not, you know, my whole body and soul isn't invested in it. Mm. And then I think of Wigan away. Well, no, was it was it Wigan at home? Yeah, ten men. Yeah. Wigan at home. Yeah. And we were one nil up. Then they went ten men. Then it was two one, and it was devastating. Mm. I so think I that's one of the big. That. I think that's one of the big things. Like when you were playing in the championship, every single game meant something. If yeah. you lose, if you lost that game, that was like the end of the world. Well, we're going to get relegated. We're not mm. going to do this. All our players are going to get sold. But now, mm. like if you lose a game in the Premier League in the first season, you think. Actually, it's not that bad. We've yeah. lost against a team that spends is worth a billion pounds, and it's not too bad. Rather than playing a team that Wigan ten men wear their skin, so it's, yeah. it's perspective. Because we had to finish, we couldn't have done the playoffs again. We had to finish top or second, um, and to think about what we could have uh, lost. Yeah, we could have. We mm. who knows about Bielsa, but we could have lost Bielsa. Mm. We could have lost, well, we would have lost Phillips and all those of things. And it was all really hanging in the balance, the whole, the whole yeah. thing. Potentially, yeah. Um, okay, Nick. Hi. Hello. <laughs> tell us about tell us about your new single, your new project, because the, the new single um, seems like quite a bit different to the last album. I just... Um, I like making music. I like, I mean, I do, what I normally do is I, I write with other people and I produce bands and other things and, and, and other artists and stuff. And obviously this has been a bit of a weird time, the old pandemic. And um, there hasn't been that much of that, especially working with bands. I like going into studios and working with bands in studios, but that hasn't been happening. So I get, I don't know, I just get frustrated. I play, the, I play music all like every day. I played this and I just was for the last for a couple of days before I wrote that song I was just I had no intention of doing anything by the way putting out a record or anything and I just was playing really fast I was going on the drums and hitting the drums fast I wanted to and I kept listening to Nirvana and the Ramones and I was just I really wanted to like express how I was feeling which was I want to get out and do something and so music is a brilliant thing you can do you can just really express yourself so I played this guitar riff. It was really fast. It was, it's got that kind of old school punk like atmosphere to it. And I just built it really fast. I just had the guitar and then I did the bass and then I did the drums and I didn't have any vocals to go on it. I just sang them in this microphone here. I sang them and pretty much what I sang on that first take, even though I hadn't written it down, most of that's on the record that you can hear now. It was a really, uh, so I just thought, well, I have to just stick it out. Why not? And I wrote it two weeks, two weeks ago. Actually, it was three weeks now, and it's been out for half a week. So you can tell how fast it is. And I just, I don't know why I did it, but I do things like that. I, I tend not to think too hard or else I'll just not um, do it. And I like it. Some of the best songs come out that way as well, don't they, where there's no sort of, I need to change that. I need to change this. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's a world of hurt. The old changing things. So my first, when I did a solo album, it was, 
I did that pretty quick. But what I did was spend days and weeks on songs, you know, and uh, I just didn't want to do that. It's fun. I wish I had a talent and some. I wish I had a talent and a hobby. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got a talent. Everyone's got a talent. Not everyone's got a hobby. Yeah, well, my missus keeps saying that drinking isn't a hobby. <laughs> is it a talent? Is it? A yeah, talent? Oh, yeah, definitely, mate. But not one that I can, not one I, you know, can brag about. And <laughs> how's it been going? Uh, your talent? How have you been developing your talent during um, uh, lockdown? Has it been? What well, right? drinking? Yeah, oh, I've, I'm even better at it now than I was before. So uh, <laughs> every every cloud, Nick, every cloud. What was that <laughs> match review that we did where you were? Oh, slush. It was Fulham when we beat Fulham. Right, Donny. Adonis rung me literally 10 minutes before Nick and said, oh, can you jump on the podcast? And I'd not expected it. I don't usually have a drink when I'm doing it. And uh, can I have some professionalism about me? Not much. But... <laughs> and I literally, I've been drinking all evening. And yeah, I went on. And at one point we had our socks off spinning around singing so- <laughs> socks off if you won in London. And Okay, yeah, good. It's like, I, nearly, um... I nearly got divorced, but hey <laughs> You've got to express yourself, haven't you? Exactly, mate. You know that better than anybody. That's how it works. <laughs> I listen to music a lot, so that does help me. If it's helped me massively, music, new music coming out via or through lockdown, through the pandemic. So music's a brilliant catalyst for, again, expressing yourself and, and helping others, I guess, to cope as well. So yeah. it must be, must be nice for you to, to do that. I'd love to play with some other people. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's, I am lucky that I've got a studio here and I can work and make music and stuff. Um, so that's good. I can't Have you got any live stuff planned? No, nothing. Nothing at all. I did, basically, I did a tour. I did the album. I did a tour. I really enjoyed it and then had a baby. And uh, <laughs> and then things changed. So there was changes no more everything. touring after that. And uh, so baby is now two and a half. So I'd do some more touring. I wouldn't do it straight away. I think um, I'll let other people, I'll let more professional people have a go before I get back on it. I might do something next year. I'd, I love doing gigs. Uh, like the last... I did a gig in February 2020 and it was in such a, it was a small room. There was like 200 people there and everyone was just crammed in and it was mm. February 2020. So we were in lockdown a month later and no one, no one was talking about washing your hands, standing away from each other, being, you know, not near each other. I was at Ellen Road as well on the, I can't remember when it was, it was beginning of March, you know, like 6th, 7th, 8th or something of March. Huddersfield? No? It was, it was Huddersfield, yeah. Yeah. And people were starting to do that joke, let's do yeah, yeah. elbows, yeah. Elbow. elbowing instead of mm. handshake. And everyone was laughing. I was in the Weatherspoons in Leeds, in the train station, and it was, um, you know, you, you squeezing through everyone. But everyone was talking about coronavirus. Yeah. But still squeezing through each other yeah. in the pub. It was weird. Yeah, it was uh, my last gig was actually in February as well. It was uh, the O2 in Leeds. It went to go see a scar band called the Inter- Interrupters. I don't know if you've heard right. of them. I've heard I'd, of them, yeah. And it was Who weird. Just, the Interrupters, fantastic oh, band. All right. it's a f- That's female. what I was doing. <laughs> See, <it> was <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Terrible. And there was no talk of that. It was just, and then now there's talk about a vaccine passport and you're going to have to have less people in that venue. What a world. And, I mean, what's your thoughts on that as a as an artist, where people will maybe have to have a vaccine, a vaccine passport, and that there's going to be less people in that venue as well? Um, well, 
It's the same with football as well. I mean, what do we think of that? If he goes to the, I think I'd like to go to, I'd like to go to a football match and I'd like to go to a gig. Um, if I had to get a passport, I'd probably get one because I want to do that. Mm. Um, you know, you're not going to be over the moon about it. I don't, I don't know really, but, uh, I'd do it. I'd definitely get vaccinated. Um, and I mean, it's just so odd that we are talking about it. Mm. Isn't it odd? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's because you don't really, yeah, you don't really talk about, yeah, because I like I live with my wife and my two, two-year-old daughter. You know, we're having conversations like this, so it is weird when you're actually um, chatting about it and it really reveals how crazy it is. I'm curious, Nick, have you Hi. ever, because you write, you wrote that song very spontaneously. Yeah. Did you ever write a song about Leeds United or...? Uh, well, there's a song actually called Good Days, Bad Days by Kaiser Chiefs, which was about, um, um, it It went, so the good days was, um, it was kind of loosely about um, losing to Doncaster in the playoff final. Um, <laughs> so the day before that, we had, we played at Elm Road, which was awesome. Mm. And then the next day, it was still a good day, but it was also terrible. So mm-hmm. good days, bad days. Okay. Did we, you? Um, sorry. You wrote that one. Did yeah, you write? I, were you the main writer in, in yeah. Kaiser Chiefs? Yeah, I would write the. I would be write the beginnings of songs, so I would come in with the, the beginnings, and you know, use, hope, hopefully, I would go in with a, a verse and a chorus, and maybe not all the words, the verses, and then things would just build in the rehearsal room. Mm-hmm. That's how it used to work. So I do that. I write, I write a verse and a chorus and then, or two verses and a chorus. And then I get kind of tired of it or, and then I start questioning myself and yeah, I think that's why it's good to have a band, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that a challenge when you, when you've sort of gone out off on your own? Um, well, uh, I always like people to listen to things. So if I write something, I need someone to listen to it straight away. So my advice to anyone is play it to someone and it doesn't matter who it is because as soon as you press play on it you will know in your heart whether it's any good or not mm. there was a famous like Noel Gallagher thing where he had this he had the first album finished what he thought was mixed and he played it to Alan McGee he says listen to this it's gonna blow your head off and he pressed play and he suddenly as soon as he heard it out of Alan McGee's speakers he was like that it's crap <laughs> and, they, and they went and, and he didn't need anybody else to tell him mm. and they went and did it again so yeah you've got to whoever if you're solo or whatever you've just got to keep bouncing your ideas off people mm. okay so, you've got a podcast now yeah how's that it's fun <laughs> it's really we, it keeps you busy yeah we started one too and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just to stop, just to stop me drinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't work, did it? Well, sort of. Yeah. Okay, there you go. How often is yours out? Once a week. Oh God, is it? Oh, we wish. No. Um, so previews, <laughs> reviews. There's a yeah. main cast. So you're but, talking more than once. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh, previews yeah. of the of the match, and then a review of the match. Um, main cast. So that's. That's all. That's three per week. If you just have one one game in the week, 
And then there's a youth pod. Oh, you're just making work for yourself now. So yeah, basically, Donny is like a Bielsa. He's the murder ball of mod, uh, podcasts, <laughs> basically. And I'm murdering more, myself. More, more. Right. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Not, none yeah, of us have got time. injured yet, though, have they? <laughs> I know how to uh, every two weeks. Because um, I haven't got a subject like, I mean, if I had, you know, with, um, I was listening to that Football Daily as well. I mean, that comes out daily. And um, <laughs> if you've got a topic like that, it can really, um, you know, you've got a lot to talk about. And, but, um, yeah, I've got to search for my guests and, you know, it's, it takes a while, actually. And, uh, yeah, it's good. And I'm always thinking about it, it's, which is good, actually. I need something to do like that when, um, when you're not doing your normal thing. The podcast keeps you going. Mm-hmm. You've had yeah. some great guests on your podcast as well. What's it called for the for it's our called, listeners? The podcast is called Do You Know How Many Bands There Are? Okay. Do you know how many bands there are? <laughs> and it, it's because people used to say to me, not always, but it was it was a thing that people used to say, like if you said to, you know, I don't know, your dad's friend, and you'd go like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And you went, I want to be in a band. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many bands there are? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't care really. It's, I don't care. But you started, these you started stats, in- isn't there? So if you listened to a new song every second for the rest of your life, you'd never listen to all the music. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean you, go on, So if you started interviewing some like bands from like from years ago where I was like, oh God, I remember going to watch them and you completely forgot about them. And you started listening, you start listening to some of the songs again, which is mm. quite good. Because you had Preston on, didn't you? Which yeah, was, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. It's a funny person. Yeah, I'm I'm getting I'm starting to have to expand the gene pool because these are all my friends really, and I've got to find <laughs> new people. Um it's not that easy. I've got the, the Charlotte's about... coming up, actually. Charlotte's oh, episode is on this week, Thursday. Brilliant. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say that you got the charlatans on. Yeah, the only. What you gonna finish that? No, I should probably. I'm a bit scared of doing that because then (laughs) you get like a copyright infringement notice in your in your letterbox. I had to look that up actually when I was doing the podcast because I wanted to put you know songs in. If we're talking about songs, I wanted to put like famous songs into the um, podcast, and then I found out you really can't do it, and there's no way of doing it unless you get permission from every record label and publisher for every song you use and i started i did it once where i got uh, i tried to get in touch with the record label for someone oh it, it happened to be rihanna so that, that was the first one the first episode's got a rihanna song in it and uh, we're still waiting to hear back when that episode's been out a few weeks so um yeah there's so you do it on spotify there's a the way of doing it on spotify that you can um, have the songs as well we can play your song right no oh you my new one yeah 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 there you go so we'll we'll play that at the um good because i already said every word i think (laughs) 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 yeah you can definitely play that one yeah the others you'd have to ask whoever wrote them with me right so it works and you you, you need to write letters you need written permission don't you Mm, i don't know email would do it Get the quill out. 
You could just be our go-to man, Nick. Now we'll just ask you. We'll ring you and go, Nick. Can you ask? Um, <laughs> yeah. You ask the Charlands if we can play a couple of their songs. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get in touch with Sony for us, Nick? Thought <laughs> 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 well, you're going to say I could write you a new one for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Nick, can you write us a song? <laughs> you make it. You make him work for yourself, Nick. We like you. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like us. <laughs> <laughs> But who actually, like, out there watching stuff and listening to stuff? Oh, that's not their song. Right, get them off. Yeah, I need to send them a letter. I think it's bots, isn't it? It's, it's bots. How is it, right? I don't know how it works, to be honest. They've got factories somewhere of, of little robots. I think it's snitches. Right. Um, uh. And so my uh, father-in-law was in the um, uh, London uh, the London Symphonic... I always call it the uh, LSO. <laughs> London Symphony Orchestra, yeah, yeah, the London Symphony Orchestra, and um, he was cool. He played on all like Star Wars and everything. It was amazing. But they have um, there's fans of the LSO who can recognise that this particular piece. Let's say it's a Beethoven piece. There's people who recognise how the LSO sound and will inform people, the people who need informing. That their so, that their version is being played on something, so it snitches you. <laughs> There's always someone out there like that, isn't there? There yeah. isn't there. Yeah, I bet it's they're like, COVID police nowadays, aren't they? It's like yeah, that program you bet. Do you remember that? That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you want to bet on it? You bet. It was amazing. <laughs> so you it's amazing that <laughs> stitching has become like a corporate industry yeah. almost. Yeah. It's, it's I remember business. watching you bet once on Saturday night when I was a kid. And it was like some outrageous things these people would do. And there was one where a woman came on and basically there was a candle next to a speaker and they had to play the music that mute so they couldn't hear the music. And by the beat of the, the, the sound on the, the, um, the uh, candle, they could guess which song it was. That's amazing. That's just... That's what they would do during lockdown, actually. <laughs> that classic one where the guy could recognise them, make a model of a car just by the door closing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring that back. That is—is is that Late good telly like... nowadays? I don't know. There's not enough. It go viral. I think is the <laughs> yeah, phrase you're looking for. <laughs> it would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't know how the people at home would vote because that seems that's like an important part of it these days. TikTok, isn't it? It'd be but a TikTok series with the, would. the candle in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, ask, can, I, can I ask you, Nick, have, yeah. you ever been, have you ever been in um, the Leeds Arena for a Josh Warrington fight when they play I Predict a Riot? Oh, my God. I'll tell you this, right? I was, I've been uh, I've heard about it a lot. So I went to see, I think it must have been his last fight, and I was there with some friends. I think it was my birthday, actually, and I had uh, a load of people, and we were, I was so ready for it, and the, this is true. The CD player, whatever it was, completely failed. Oh, <laughs> I heard the first bar or something, and then it stopped, and it popped back in again, and then it, they just gave up. Oh, no. And so I they should have said, does anybody in the audience yeah. can <laughs> do a rendition out. of this song? <laughs> well, Chilino apparently, it's, uh, yeah, Chilino was at a fight, and he um, saw this, and he was like, what is this song? And uh, someone said it's hybrid, right? By the guys' chiefs, and he said, "Okay, we want to start coming out to this." And then apparently, it could, they wouldn't allow it. Someone wouldn't allow it. And um, but now it is on at Ellen Road. 
which is good. What's it like but, at the fights then? Oh, uh, honestly, that's why I asked you because I thought you've got to, you've mm. got to. I, I, I wished you'd have been there because I've been to a couple at the arena, particularly where it comes on, and it's one of the most mental. I mean, I, I would like to be uh, anybody from uh, if you're from anywhere else but Leeds. You must literally think, what am I doing here? Because my, my, I'm friendly with a boxer called Jamie Moore from Manchester. He's a Man United fan from Salford. And him and a press guy and a guy who I know took photographs at the boxing with ringside, none of them are Leeds fans. And Jamie Moore said, it's the most frightened I've ever been. He's a tough old lad from Salford. He went, it's the most frightened I've ever been. There were beer getting thrown everywhere. And this photographer, the guy on the um, plinth at the side of the ring, he was doing the sort of camera angles on this plinth at the side of the ring who was from London, turned around to my mate who was a photographer and went, is this normal? <laughs> my, my, my mate went, yeah, yeah, it's fine, yeah. And all of a sudden, a pint glass was full of beer, hit the ring and went, poof, <laughs> and exploded everywhere. And he was yeah. like, oh, my God. But it's one of the most mental atmospheres, and I've been in a few, um, I've ever been in. It's absolutely superb, and it's just proper leads. It just yeah, feels like a, an event. It, yeah. It's not like that of the football, is it? It's, it's all no, it's only no, no. thing, isn't it? <laughs> I think because people anticipate Josh coming out and the build-up to it and the marching on together and mm-hmm. then that kicks in. It's just a proper Leeds thing and it just goes, the place goes up, mate. There's like, everybody's singing it. The beers are getting chucked everywhere. It's it's um, it, it's something to behold, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, you'd, you'd love it. Yeah. Fights are always really late at night as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's usually, it's always the main event as well. So you have to, you know, there's the, all these preliminary fights. So you're getting progressively drunker and drunker and drunker. Um, it's like if there was a, you know, if there was a Leeds game, but it it started at like midnight or whatever, and before then it was like Halifax played and they were the warm up act. <laughs> the worst thing is Donny though. There usually is. So there's a Leeds game on the Saturday. You go to that. You get, have a drink through the day. You know, you have a few drinks waiting for the fights to start. The card, the undercards on. You, Josh didn't come on till ten o'clock, quarter past mm. ten. So you have been at it all day. So some of the lyrics in I Predict a Riot are quite... Um, oh, yeah. There's yeah. quite a lot of fighting. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fighting in the actual um, arena, isn't there? With... It, yeah, well, it's the sort lads. of like, apparently, somebody I know sort of like city centre management says it. the stats for like violence after a Josh Warrington fight. Or I mean, that's when he wins. So God bless if he'd ever, ever lost yeah, yeah. Or, or when crowds Christ. were allowed in. Yeah. Um, but you know that thing about going to a taxi where back in the 80s, that used to happen quite a lot where you'd be queuing for a taxi and a, a big dust-up would start in the taxi queue. I think that's probably, that, that happens that jo- when after Josh Warrington's fought a few times. So. Yeah. I was not, ask that you're Nick. In, not that you're encouraging it, Nick, I'm, I'm sure. I'm not, no. What's your <laughs> craziest rock and roll story? I'm sad to say that I've been asked this quite a bit over the years and I yeah. I do not have a go-to one and I'm sorry to say that. Can you go to the one that you haven't told anybody else and that um, you, that keeps you up at night? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thankful, thankful that there's none of those. Um, uh, things, oh, I don't know. I really don't know. I've, I've Come on, Nick. Of, don't I, leave it to your memoirs. Get it out now. <laughs> I should do <laughs> I, my memoirs were brought, I, it's, it's hard to remember because, right, basically, there was a time in about 2005 to 2010 where it was like, if something, if one of those things that happened to us in one year happened mm-hmm. to me now, it would be the, it would be like the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, but we would have one of those every day. And so our life was just mad. It was constantly mad. 
Yeah. Like, I saw someone sent me a video the other day, one of the bands, I oh know, it's a few months ago, of uh, us going, and I'd forgotten this, by the way. We're going, there's a, I'm in it, I'm, I'm in the back of a limo, we're all in the back of a limo in New York with our heads out of the sunroof going through New York, someone's filming it. I've forgotten that. And mm. that would be, <laughs> honestly, if that happened to me now, I'd never stop going on about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was literally stuff that would happen every day. And so I can't recall one thing yeah. that that was good. <laughs> Apart from that. A bit, like the 90, a bit like the nineties where they say if you were, you know, if you were really there, you don't remember any of it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the sixties as it's moved. Just yep. yeah, it depends where you brought up. Yeah. Right. Do you have a favorite moment then? <laughs> yeah, from going that, through New York in a no um <laughs> favorite moment. I once sold my drums to uh David Letterman, that was fun. <laughs> Stuff like that. So he he goes, um all right, there's a little video on YouTube and it's a five-minute video and it's him cut. It's tiny little cut cuts of him asking every single drummer that comes on the show, are these your drums? Are these are these your drums? Are these a rental? Are these your drums? Right. And he loves drums. Yeah. So we've played that show a few times, but I knew I was leaving the band and I had a kit in America that lived in America. And I said, uh, he said this thing, hey, are they your drums? I said, yeah, yeah. Do you want them? I'm selling them. And he said, yeah. I was like, okay, that was an easy sell. And then literally he said, get my people to talk to your people as he walked off the classic line. And I did. And um, we just left them in the studio and he sent me a check. I love Letterman me. He was an oddball. I was really really sad when that ended, when his show ended. Yeah. It was a great show. Really fun. Um, and And he's grown the long beard. He's done that thing where you age yourself by like 50 years right yeah go off to uh, a little cabin in the woods yeah um he's still good now yeah brilliant tv and the 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 little bald guy paul schaefer paul schaefer there you go and he had his top 10 yeah it was fantastic it was good inspirational i liked all the shows leno we did that he was good Hey, lads, that's what he used to say. Because we did it a few times, yeah. Hey, lads. And I think he was putting on this lads thing. And he introduced me to a phrase, you know when you're wearing double denim? He said, he called it the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, uh, favourite moment as a Leeds fan then? Favourite memory from um, Leeds? Well, isn't it strange? Because that would, the um, last summer would have probably been it. Yeah. I remember, so the two promotions, I remember, you got League One, obviously that was that was a game. And I can never remember whether it was City or Rovers. I think it was City. Rovers. Rovers, you see? Yeah. Gradle, the whole thing was a story, like a total movie script because you got Beckford um, being captain for the one and only time and everyone was like, okay, he's off. Gradle getting sent off, wouldn't leave the pitch. Yeah. Um, going down, I think we were one nil down, and we what was it two one? It's hard to remember, but yeah, I mean it was just absolute ecstasy, wasn't it? In the in the ground, you couldn't, and it would, and that was only League One to the Championship. So that is probably my favourite memory. Um, the going up this time in the summer was good, but I was it was when Huddersfield were playing that we actually got promoted, wasn't it? Do you remember? 
Yeah. Mm. And so it's, it slowly started to look like we were, they were going to, I think they were drawing. And when they scored late, Huddersfield scored and we were, and I suddenly, oh my God, right, I've got to get on FaceTime and I tried to get hold of as many friends as I could. And it was, I was literally in tears on the FaceTime with like my brother and some others. It's a weird experience though, because that would have been like one of the best times ever. So those two and Manu. <laughs> one nil. <laughs> one nil, I'm guessing. The one nil. At Old Trafford. Not the six two. No. Yeah. <laughs> or the two one in ninety four. <laughs> one of my favorite memories. Okay. Um, so a couple of things to ask you then. Um, so two more questions basically from me. You win and Barney, do you do you have anything you want to ask the man? Is that Barney from from the internet? It is, yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't recognise. As soon as I saw you, I recognised you. But then it says your name's Katie Barney. And I was like, okay, it's definitely not. It's not. And there it's, it's Barney. Hi, Barney. Hi. You all right? Yeah, good. Is there anything you want to ask Barney, Nick? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to ask Barney about his food? Yeah, why he calls himself Katie, and yeah. why, why, yeah. why have you not why have you not got your wig and your bask on tonight, Barney? Yeah. Why oh, why you like Katie? Well, it's yeah. Tuesday, isn't it? I'm not going to get dressed up on a Tuesday night. Fair fair point. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you one thing about Leeds. Um, how do you think the rest of the season will go? How do you think we'll go against Man City? Oh well, um, I'm a very positive person, and I always assume that we're going to win. <laughs> And, Get in uh, there, Nick. <laughs> and I, um, so I never ever go in thinking we're going to lose. I think possibly we might draw, but no, I don't even think I do that. I just think we're going to win. I think we're going to beat Man City, Liverpool, and Man United, and then Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> and I think it's really odd that there's 28 points to play for. I don't know whether we've got 28, no, 24, I think, mm. to play for. Yeah. And um, I feel like it's weird because Sheffield United could not you know they could get 38 points or something and uh survive <laughs> you can't see it but um yeah we could do anything because we've got these what are we on now uh, 42 plus 24 yep. 66 is it We're winning the world cup we could <laughs> the grand, and the grand national we'll get promoted this year guys yeah. <laughs> to the um, uh europa conference yeah <laughs> to the super league <laughs> and you've won a sunny trip to Bucharest. Yeah, I'm not into the Europe, uh, the Europa. I think that would be a disaster for us. I think mm. uh, I'm happy to finish uh, above Arsenal, above tenth. I think tenth, anywhere be between tenth and Europa, because Europa is not for us this time. We've got too small a squad and, and too too many journeys. Yeah, you don't fancy that. Locomotive Moscow on a Thursday night. Um, I mean, I'd love to watch it and everything, but I'd just be, it's a bit like the, um, what do you call it, the international break, and you'd be like watching. See, I was disappointed that um, there was no call-up for Bamford and uh, Ailing, but I was also thinking, well, they won't get injured. Exactly what I said. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the between 10th and Europa. Okay. And your music then? Yeah. Is there going to be... Is there going to be more in this kind of punk? Yeah. Punk. I like uh, it. Style. I'm a, I'm someone who changes their mind all the time, which okay. is one of the reasons I had to put that song out because uh, 
I just would have changed my mind and not done it, and then I would have regretted not doing it. Um, so I think I will do. Yeah, I, was, I wrote a couple more, but I didn't love them as much. And I think you've got to trust your instincts. And I'm not someone who, if I was 20, my life, you know, it'd be a very different thing. I'd be focused 100 million percent on being, you know, the next song and putting it out and what we're going to do and getting 100 percent obsessed about the band and and mu my music life and everything. I mean, my, like putting music out myself. But I'm 43 and I'm happy to just put music out when the inspiration hits me. I think if I did an album now, I think it wouldn't be uh, as inspired as, as what it actually needs to be, to put something out. That song I just put out last week was inspired. Whether you like it or you hate it, you can't, I can't deny that it was inspired because it happened and I didn't, my best stuff I've ever done is when I, I do it and I don't know what happened. And that was one of those, where it comes from. I don't know, like, um, if it, if you try too hard on a song, then you got no chance. Mm. You just make a normal song. I feel like Rafinha is, is similar. Like, I know what you mean. You know? Yeah. Although I it's don't pull my shorts up like that, but, yeah. I would. Yeah. Rascal, rascal, get your rascal shorts on and make a song. Yeah, he, he is quite inspiring like that. The, compar the comparison is when you hit a volley clean, yeah. you don't feel it and you don't see it leave your foot. You literally see it as it's about to, you know, go into the back of the net. That's mm. the first time you feel it and see it. So it's probably the same for writing a song, yeah. I guess, yeah. to, to equate it to football parlance. When you, yeah. uh, when you do a 360... Uh, flick and end Cahill's career. <laughs> you, don't, you don't notice it either. <laughs> well, and um, like say the other day, I had a little piece of banana, and I threw it. I said to my my wife and my daughter, I said, "Look at this! Watch this!" Because I knew it was. I knew I was going to do it. I threw it up in the air, and I caught it in my mouth, and it hit the ceiling. And it went in my mouth. <laughs> and, and I said to my wife, I knew I was going to do that. I was, I was in a state of flow. A flow. You know, when you do, you know, you, you take, you do a strike in bowling and it happens mm. once a year, once a decade, whatever. You get a strike and you go, I knew I was going to get that. Mm. The that's flow the, zone. That's the flow zone I'm reaching for. It's, Every it's where day you get it's the, happened three times in my life. It's where you get the, the bowling ball and you and you put it between your legs and you go as far back as you can and he's <laughs> back <laughs> like that with the arms, fly your arms into the air and that's and you, when you know you're in you're the sort flow of holding zone. yourself in a cringe position waiting for it to land and hope it doesn't split the boards. <laughs> also, it's like when you throw it and you like you walk away like kingpin, you go. Yes, like <laughs> right. I think I've done that in you. Yeah. You do the thing, but sometimes I do it just in case it, it it's a strike. Right. <laughs> and sometimes to be a bit more professionally, just blow your fingers first before you put it into that bowling yeah. ball. Right. <laughs> I've done take, that. You, yeah. Take your own talc, don't you, Barney? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I find it helps if you leave them runners at the side up. I'm brilliant. <laughs> I'm you can get away with loads when you've got them up. Yeah. I think you've got your next single cover as well. You yeah. in some very short 80s shorts, mm. rascal shorts. shorts, yeah, riding them up like Rafinha does. I thought, yeah, and then bowling with the with the, the 
what do you call those things at the side in the gutters and also yeah, around bumpers, yeah, the gullies the yeah, bumpers yeah. yeah and the and the ramp and a bit of banana in uh, midair just about to, <laughs> just about to that, go in your mouth i'm gonna say the album just called banana yeah and then when people say why was it called banana it's just like some inspiration that came it's to definitely. me yeah, it's just I didn't think about. It. I just threw this banana, and it just I just got it straight away. I'll bet for cut banana in mouth. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. There you go. It's starting to. It's forming. We're all inspiring you now. That's it's it. That's all. Getting sexy. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> just a bit of banana there, and then a bit of art, a bit of artex just behind it. I don't know what that is. Oh, a bit of ceiling. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. De- decoration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, so that was Nick Hodgson, uh, ex-Kaiser Chief. Thank you very much for uh, coming along board on our oh, podcast. You're most welcome. I have enjoyed it. It's been the best Tuesday evening I've had for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> With your arms out of the air of a, uh, a limousine in yeah. New York. This is this. This is 2021's that. What a feeling. <laughs> and you've got to stop there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. In case the snitches are on. Right. <laughs> Bye, chaps. Been great. Thanks, mate. Love to you and the family, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And you all. All the best to your little one yeah. and uh, your wife. Yeah. Hey. Bye. Cheers, Nick. Cheers, mate. There we go. A nice fella. Nick Hodgson, ex Kaiser Chief. Man. Fucking hell, he's done well, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Especially having a big rock and roll lifestyle as well. I, know, I wouldn't it. be here if I had if I if I'd have had that kind of money. <laughs> I I wouldn't know. I've been dead. <laughs> Knowing me, if I'd do that outside of New York in a taxi in New York, I'd probably fall out with it or something. <laughs> yeah. I've been reliably informed that we're on nine hundred and ninety-nine subscribers. Oh, come on. Hey. Okay. Get a competition out there quick. Yeah. Pop the uh right, book that uh book that plate in New York, lads. We're off. We're off. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be us in about 10 years' time getting interviewed on a podcast yeah. saying tell us about some of your wildest moments. Well, when we, <laughs> when we got to a thousand subscribers. <laughs> Hang on a second. How do I retire? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> How do I retire to Coke and Hookers? <laughs> <laughs> again (laughs) retire 1000 subscribers on youtube retire question mark (laughs) did you mean something else (laughs) did you mean barney as well i thought when he said is it barney from the internet i thought you were in the band (laughs) i thought you were in the group the internet the last instrument i played was a recorder in primary school must have been bloody good on it if you're in the internet (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought that when you said I went I went to a gig or the last gig I did. Um yeah, last yeah. gig I was at. Yeah. Last, last gig I did was uh, 1983 at uh, <laughs> such and such a primary school. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Nick 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 would have been well impressed. No, I was on the triangle. Yeah. <laughs> I was in percussion too, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> when the when you with the triangle, the teacher's going, and you're like, ow. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed, oh, Barney. It. Nailed it. Nearly. You'll get it next time, mate. Don't beat yourself <laughs> up about it. Well, the last last gig I did, Nick, was uh, my mate's band played at an open festival in Preston, and I got on stage <laughs> steaming and started singing some out of UB40 over his band. <laughs> red, red, white. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that cheese. It was, um, what was it now? 
drum and drum and bass make me wind up my ways over and over again. <laughs> drum and bass make me wind up my ways. Drum and bass make me wah 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 wah. Yeah. Wah 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 wah. <laughs> Feel it, my rude voice. Yeah, exactly. Getting all. We were doing, me and my mate were doing all that steaming, and I could see my mate on, looking at me on his bass, going, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're not even supposed to be on here." Uh, <laughs> Oh dear! The legend of the dub raga scene. Oh, when... my career lasted about thirty seconds. Okay. Just coming off stage and people shaking his hands like, "Oh, you were great!" And <laughs> again, just kept looking at my mate on bass and he was like, "That's how you remember you it, cunt. at least." You cunt, yeah. <laughs> I I went to a, a gig and I went to go watch the Dropkick Murphys, and my mate went onto the stage, and at the t- I've got a fake tooth. And I lost my tooth. That oh, yeah. So I text, text my wife saying, I've lost my tooth. And she said, you better fucking find it or else. They're like <laughs> 300 quid or something. Yeah. And then we were last ones there. And they were clearing all the plastic cups up and stuff like that. And I found it on the floor and I put it straight back. Oh, in. no. Oh. You're a wrong one. <laughs> Super spreader. No. Super no. spreader. That's why I've never got COVID. Oh, it's fine. Three <laughs> yeah. second warning. It's fine. Oh, three seconds, three, three and a half hour warning. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Man City then. Quickly. Ooh, quickly. Um, listen, anything's a bonus. Free hit. I don't like the expression free hit. Mm. I think Nick just said it, you know, like um, when you're sort of saying that finishing, that's why you're probably a little bit less heated and invested in it because Finishing above Arsenal, wow, what a thing to talk about compared to where we've been over the last number of years. Um, I think Man City is a game you just got to go out and enjoy, do what we did last time. You know, if we can survive that first sort of 15, 20 minute onslaught and, and stay in the game, we've got every chance to get into something. If we don't, so what? If we do, absolutely brilliant. I mean, I think Rafina's, I just feel like he's one of them players, hopefully, where the big games he's going to really step up and make a difference. Lorente's been brilliant last few, you know, since he's found his feet, got his fitness back, I think he's outstanding. Cox back. You know, um, everybody's sort of coming back to fitness and playing well. I mean, Phillips, considering he played more minutes than anybody else for England, his fitness levels are ridiculous. I mean, he was absolutely superb against Sheffield United. He was all over the place and, mm. and bu- bullying them and physically bossing them and thought he was great. Um, but I just think Ravine, I said it the other day, Ravine has got such good balance. He could fucking cut his toenails while doing the tightrope, couldn't he? He's absolutely outstanding balance. And I just think he's going to hopefully turns up against City and, has a, and runs riot because... Uh, they won't have faced a player like him thus far in the season. So I've got every hope we'll get something, but um, if we don't, enjoy the games because we could be playing, like you say, Rotherham away. Um, just enjoy it, get on with it, and uh, you know, good luck to the team. I hope they do themselves proud. Felt like he showed that um, quality against the top team when we played Everton and he, he just pulled that goal out of nowhere. He just took that game by the scruff of his neck and, and he was like, I'm going to have to do this myself. Okay, Barney, Man City. I'm looking really forward to it. Uh, we've mm. already spoken about it in the uh, the match review. They said that it's probably the worst time. Pep's already said it's the worst time to play Leeds in between the championship uh, Champions League um, campaign. Um, I think we're a different team from when we last played them. Mm. We've more got more experience now in the Premier League. But also, Man City are completely different teams to when we played them because they were they were struggling a little bit, weren't they, at the start of the season? So yeah. I think it's good. I mean, it, uh, 
Gary Neville said that was probably one of the best Premier League games I've seen ever. So I think we're going to have an absolute blinding game again. And it's just going to be end-to-end stuff, high-intensity stuff. But at the end of the day, Bielsa's the master in this against his, uh, against his um, what's the word you would say? Understudy. Understudy, yeah. So I think... Protégé, yeah. Apprentice. Th- yeah. So I, I think... I think it's, Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be in a fantastic game. It's just going to be... It's what football should be all about. It's going to be end-to-end stuff. It's not... no. There's not going to be any sort of shit housing or anything like that. I'd, I'm looking forward to it. I, th- I think... I don't think we'll lose it. I'm going to say that. We're not going to lose. Wow. Like the confidence... Mm. Loving the confidence there, Barney. That's a good point, though, Barney, about the you know the teams like Chelsea played in the Champions League just after we played them and seemed mm. to change the squad around and it seemed particularly it's a bit lethargic. So I think it was in between Champions League games. So as much as they've got super squads and they've spent millions and millions of pounds, there still seemed to be a little bit of a, a hangover and a, a sort of an effect on, on a game in the Champions League coming up as mm. well. So let's hope it, it, you know, it plays into our hands here. For me, I'm not confident against City. I wasn't the first time. And you're no right to be though, Donny, to be fair. Yeah, and and mm. yeah, exactly. And that's it. And we don't have to be, and there's no need for it. And it, I know what you mean when you say I don't like the free hit f- phrase, but it really is. It doesn't really, it doesn't matter. If we lose against City, if we lost five nil, it wouldn't matter. Um, mm. you know, so yeah, we've got everything to play for, nothing to lose. We're completely safe, and I think that actually plays into our hands. Yeah. Mm. Right, yeah. Um, is that it? Yeah, I think so. Right. We said it, be- said it before, though, didn't we, that these are the games you enjoy, and if we've- we're actually safe when we get to them, mm. we can just go and have a go. We're not worried about looking behind us or getting something out of the game. We can just go and have a proper go, and that's when we'll be our most dangerous. So, you know, lose graciously to City, go and not only out of Man United just do it first season back get a result at Man United that would make the season oh yes perfect wouldn't it oh yeah I think I think for me one final point for me I think that obviously Bielsa looks forward to every game but these are the sort of games he really gets he's like he, he just loves it and he, mm. you could see it when we last played him he had a little smile at the end of the game like, mm. like he, he was watching it as a as a spectator as well not just a coach and these are the sort of games he's really going to look forward to okay um well 1000 subscribers on youtube we're big we're we're, the, we're in the big leagues now boys can't speak is that excited <laughs> <laughs> hey look at us now look at us now <laughs> look at us now yeah all you people who doubted us yeah yeah say people who were booing cooper look at him and now look at us yeah <laughs> league bastards. one league one peacocks just put me checking post on it right <laughs> uh, so that was your main cast uh, we dissected Hecking Bottom um, we trashed Kitgate we spoke with Stats and Nick Hodgson and we're looking forward to Man City, Liverpool and Scum so if you want to follow us on Twitter it's at Peacock's Raw if you want to become one of the 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. It's the Roaring Peacock. And my name's Adonis. You can follow me at the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very goodbye from me. And Barney underscore 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 21 is the Twitter tag you need to find for all of your culinary delights. 
Bye from me. <laughs> and just start um, calling him Barney from the internet now. <laughs> right, Barney from the you internet. Bar- you Barney from the internet. <laughs> what's that? Like I'm meant to be someone famous. Tell you, mate. You should, made um, it. you should change your um your Twitter helm, your yeah. Twitter name. Not not the app, but yeah. The underscores are just so funny, but um, I need to get a blue tick now, though. Yeah, Barney, Barney from, from the Twitter. from to internet, to internet. Yeah, yeah. I think that could work. Um, okay, you and have we thought of anything? Oh, not this every every week. No nickname. Um, what a nickname! Oh, I don't know. Fucking hell! No, I big, haven't. No, I'm not. Big I'm not, It's not taking up. Oh, less of the big man. I put a bit of timber and I weighed myself <laughs> yesterday at my mum's, and it's like. I weigh twice as much as my wife and four times as much as my son. Okay. Slim Mac then. Fucking not good. The return yes. of the Mac. Yeah. Right. Fat, boy, fat boy Slim. The return of the Mac. Mac fat boy. Fat Mac. Fat Mac. Boys, fat Mac. Yeah. Fat Mac. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. I can't call you that. We've, we still haven't found it. I'm just going to say Ewan. So you can follow you and at you and Metcalf. You can. You'll be blown away by the content. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, there's a, now we've got a thousand subscribers to like live up to. I'm going to start singing, uh, where were you when we were shit? Right. <laughs> where were you when we were shit? And they will reply, we're here. Yeah, we're, still, we're still watching you, waiting for you to say something amusing or right. interesting. You still, still waiting for you to not be shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> shit's, shit's where we put ourselves. Leave us alone. We're perfectly comfortable in shit, like pigs. Right. So that was the podcast then. <laughs> See you soon. See ya. Lovely. All right. Well, that's just about all we have time for. Um. So, Nick, do you want to introduce your song? Yeah. What's it called? Uh, this is yeah. This is a song that I wrote a few weeks ago, and it's out, and I'm really happy that it's called. This is how I feel right now. This is how I feel right now. This is how I feel right now. I wanna go out, go out at night. I wanna see someone and wear something nice. I'm sentimental for the silliest things. Can't touch my face like the rugby on the swings. I'd like to call you out of video days. Then I'm interested in a quarter to eight. I like this but not like this I wanna say it nice to you with a kiss Gotta 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 get up up Gotta 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 get up up Gotta 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 get up up Gotta get out of here right now This is how I feel right now This is how I feel right now This is how I feel right This is how I feel right now I wanna blow out, blow out at night Eat in a restaurant with friends inside Light a candle on a birthday cake
Most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LUFC data on Twitter. A very special thanks to Barney Stewart, Cookie Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. No